Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're a new listener, you may know absolutely nothing about me. And so I always like to just give a little bit of information. And so you need to just probably only know that I'm married to Daryl and we have been married for 32 years. We have eight kids. Their ages are 17 to 30. We have eight grandkids and we've been homeschooling for over 26 years. Like I said, I am so glad that you're here, whether you're a new listener or you're a regular listener. I'm grateful that you have chosen to spend this time with me. I know there are lots of other things that um, you need to be busy doing, and I'm grateful that you have chosen to spend these few minutes with me. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love for you to leave a rating and or a review because that helps push the podcast out to more new listeners because we want to get this kind of encouragement out to as many moms as possible. I hope you enjoyed the last two episodes where my 19-year-old daughter joined me to talk about finding contentment as an unmarried woman. The episodes previous to those, I shared the importance of a home environment that actually helps our kids grow in character. In other words, the importance of creating a home environment that actually helps our kids grow in character. I'll be back here Monday to continue talking in more detail about character development in our kids, what it looked like for our family, why it's essential, and why we can only encourage it. We can't force it. I'm doing something a little different today. I usually do an episode on Mondays that is homeschool related and a more devotional type podcast on Fridays. This episode will be a devotional of sorts, but different than I've done before. My hope is that this will be a tool that will be helpful in a really practical way. I would love for you to let me know if you like this and would like to see more of it. Every mom struggles with anxiety to one degree or another. There are countless resources we can turn to, and some of them can be useful tools that God gives to help us. However, Proverbs 3, verses 7 and 8, says not to be wise in our own eyes. In other words, not to assume that we know what the answer is or that the answer is just out there somewhere. But rather, we are wise when we fear God, which means we go to Him first. And we care more about what he has to say than anyone else. So he is our first resource. He is the first one we go to. And we let him direct our steps from there. That passage also goes on to say that this will be health to our bodies and nourishment to our bones. I did a word study once to find out what does the Bible have to say about health. And this was one of the main verses that I came across and I've gone back to over and over again when I was maybe physically, mentally, emotionally feeling uh, not well. I would say, Lord, you know my body better than I do. You know my mind and my spirit, uh, my emotions better than I do. And you said that I shouldn't be wise in my own eyes trying to figure it all out. 
but I should fear you, go to you first and ask you for wisdom and that this would be health to my body and nourishment to my bones. And God has been so faithful. God's word is timeless. It's free. It's living and active and able to transform us from the inside out. Deuteronomy 32, 47 says this about God's word. It's actually God speaking. He says, the, they are not these, or they, God's word, these words that he's speaking, they are not just idle words for you. They are your life. By them, you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. And so we're walking through this sanctification process and the Jordan is, um, I believe, heaven. And we're moving towards that. We're moving towards that as we walk out our journey and God is sanctifying us along the way. And his words are absolute life to us in that process. They're not just idle words. The Bible is not just any book or an alternative book, or a choice of, along with many other equal choices. No, God is saying these are not just idle words for you. They are your life. So I'm excited today um, about the podcast, this particular episode, because God has had me on an intense course, one of many over the years, of simplifying and slowing down. I've been struggling with some physical changes that are part of this season of life. This has also included some ongoing struggles with anxiety. So one of the things that's been most helpful is practicing contentment through being still and listening to God's word being spoken very slowly. This has helped me bring my mind and body into obedience to the truths of God's word. It's a type of meditation, but one that is centered on the truth of God's word. We don't want to empty our heads, which is what a lot of meditation practice, Eastern meditation does. We don't want to empty our heads um, and our minds But we want to fill our minds with truth by taking our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. We want to immerse ourselves in the solid doctrine found in God's word because that is what will guard us from anxiety and fear and give us courage to trust God in all things. This is also a way that we guard our hearts. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The state of our hearts matters as moms. You can use this scripture meditation to help you fall asleep at night or help you get back to sleep if you wake during the night. You can use it as a morning meditation before you even get out of bed. If the kids are out of sorts, call them together and have them rest quietly, separately if you have to, um, throughout the room, and, and to just rest quietly with you as you play this scripture, these scripture passages for them. If they're having trouble getting to sleep or they're struggling with anxiety, play it before bed or use it as your bedtime ritual. After enough listens, you and your kids will have these passages memorized. 
I continue to do these, I won't have the long introduction that I'm doing today. I just wanted to explain more fully what I'm doing because it's a little bit different than what I normally do. So you won't have a big, long introduction to go through. Um, And you can always fast forward to the spot where the scripture starts um, from here on out if, if if I continue to do these. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by sharing some important reminder verses about what God has to say when it comes to the power of his word and what it's capable of. And then I'm going to read Psalm 1 to you slowly. And I'm going to read it twice. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation and then the New International Version Translation. So essentially what I'm doing is sharing with you the simple, unhurried word of God, pure, untainted by my opinion or anyone else's. So I want you to find a comfortable place where you can be still, close your eyes if you can, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you and to your kids if you're including them in this. Ask him to reveal himself to you through the powerful word of God. Quiet all other thoughts and simply be listening for his still, small voice. And ask him to show you how to apply what he reveals to your current circumstances. Our culture doesn't encourage stillness for any length of time. So this may be hard at first, but like any discipline, once you've done it for a while, it gets easier and becomes a habit. Okay, are you ready? I want you to start out by taking a deep breath, counting to four, and then exhale for the count of seven. Ready? Breathe in. Count to four. Two, three, four. Then exhale for the count of seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Do this a few times if necessary. You can pause this while you do that. It will help your heart rate come down and help you start to relax. St. Augustine said, Because God has made us for himself, our hearts are restless until we find our rest in him. Here are some scripture passages about God's word. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts. And desires. 2 Timothy 3 16 and 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet 
and a light for my path. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Matthew 7.24 says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Matthew 24.35 says, Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Matthew 4.4 But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Psalm 33 verse 4, for the word of the Lord holds true and we can trust everything he does. Psalm 19 Verses 7 through 11. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. Now we'll read Psalm 1 in the New Living Translation. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Psalm 1 in the New International Version translation. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, 
which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Lord, thank you that your word never comes back void. Thank you that we are your people who delight in your word and meditate on it day and night. Thank you that you bless our obedience by causing our souls to prosper and giving us your peace that passes all understanding. Thank you that we do not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of your mouth. Thank you for your word that is living and active and powerful and helps us to see both our own hearts and yours so much more clearly. Thank you that you use it to correct us, teach us what is true, and equip us for the good work that you have for us. Thank you that our lives have purpose because we were created uniquely by you to do good works that you have prepared for us to do before the beginning of time. May we be found faithful in our duties and responsibilities, as these are many of the good works that you have called us to. Help us to find joy in our work at home today as we move forward with a heart of rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.